Well, super cool souls. Welcome. So excited you are here. I am your host, Beth Wolf. And today we're going to go into some deep waters, which is truly one of my favorite things about life in full expression. And I'm going to take you through a reading of one of my favorite books. Um, we're not going to do the whole thing, but really the title is, who do you say you are? You know, we're not just our name. We're not just our circumstances, conditions, and situations that are going on in life as it is today. Like, who do you say you are? And I want to introduce you to um, really that life is truly at our command. And I typically introduce a lot of my networking and commercials about that we really are more than our conditions, circumstances, and situations. So. This is life in full expression. We're in seven dimensions. You want to hang around here if you would really like to command your life in a different way. If you absolutely love your life and all is good, all is well, all is perfect. Hey, awesome sauce. Go ahead. This may not be the episode for you, but if you want to up level anything and know how to take charge of that, this is the episode for you. So I talk about life in, in seven dimensions of expression and that it's in harmony and rhythm rather than us being told that we are to be in this work-life balance. I personally don't like that phraseology at all um, because I look at an athlete and if an athlete is, for example, on a balance beam and they are balancing, they are in a high level of concentration and there is a lot of energy being exuded. Do we really want to be at that level all the time? Or would we rather be kind of like an orchestra and a rhythm and a harmony and be in cycles like the very earth that we live on? So this particular dimension, we're going to dive deep into the spiritual dimension. And I want to give you a little bit of a definition again, if you haven't been with me before in seven dimensions of life and full expression. Your spiritual dimension is about devoting yourself to your own and others' needs and spiritually developed to produce a sense of greater meaning in your own life and that we are really truly something bigger than ourselves and that we identify our own basic purpose in life and learn how to experience love and joy and peace and fulfillment help yourself and others really to achieve our full potential. So that's a little bit of a definition of what I give, what is a spiritual dimension. So let me take you a little bit back in history. So born and raised in the Pacific Northwest, that's me. It is a gorgeous day here in the Pacific Northwest. Absolutely, we got a bluebird day. Well, when I was about in um, junior high, my mom introduced me to Jesus. She introduced me to Christianity. And so I went on a three, pretty much a three decade experience of really studying the Bible. I was taught that the Bible is the inherent word of God, quote unquote. I was taught that it was a historical book. And as I studied it more into my adulthood, I was like, yeah, I don't, I, I'm not I'm not seeing it. I, it doesn't make sense to me from that. And I studied all different kinds of versions and I thought, okay, I'm going to go study Hebrew. So for about a year, I did some self-study in Hebrew. 
And this was kind of the opening of the game changer for looking at the Bible in a different perspective is that our English language of what I know of is a noun language. Well, Hebrew is a verb language and more symbolic and metaphoric and it's amazing. It has 22 letters um, that have such a rich depth of each one of those symbols. It was extraordinary, but it opened me up to, well, what if the Bible is actually stories about really states of awareness or states of beingness? And then lo and behold, I start reading about an author, Neville Goddard. Now, if you haven't heard of him, he was actually born and raised in Barbados, and he was born in 1905, and he had an amazing career in mysticism, which I absolutely love. And he passed away in 1972, and he left us with 10 books that are very well read all over the internet. There's some great YouTube stations, one of my favorite is Brian Scott. He reads a lot of Neville Goddard. So if you want to know more about Neville Goddard, go to Brian Scott's YouTube video. I have some up on my station, but he's got a lot. So I want to introduce to you of really Neville Goddard's book on At Your Command. And it really answers this question of who do you and I say who we are? And it starts off with what are you and I declaring in our own mind, our own consciousness that we actually are? So I want to begin by reading a little bit from his book called At Your Command. So he says this. Now I'm going to give you a little bit of some of it is in Old English of quotes from the Bible. And so if you're really familiar with the Protestant Bible here in America, you'll catch some of these and it might actually Bring, if you haven't heard of Neville in his perspective on the Bible, which is one, um, it can really open some doors for you. Um, if you haven't read the Bible very much or studied it, this also could be for you because you don't have all those preconceived ideas that maybe were taught to you. So here we go. At Your Command by Neville Goddard. He says that command decree a thing and have it come to pass. Most decidedly, he can, man has always decreed that which has appeared in this world and is today decreeing that which is appearing in his world and shall continue to do so as long as man is conscious of being man. Not one thing has ever appeared in man's world but what man decreed that it should. This he may deny, but try as you will, you cannot disprove it, for this decree is based upon a changeless principle. You do not command things to appear by your words or loud affirmations. Such vain repetition is more often than not confirmation of the opposite. Decreeing is ever done in consciousness. That is, every man is conscious of being that which he has decreed himself to be. For example, the dumb man without using words is conscious of being dumb. Therefore, he is decreeing himself to be dumb. Now, when the Bible is read in this light, you will find it to be the greatest scientific book ever written. 
Now, I certainly wasn't taught that when I was young, that it was a scientific book. Well, Neville goes on to say that instead of looking upon the Bible as the historical record of an ancient civilization or the biography of the unusual life of Jesus, see it as a great psychological drama taking place in the consciousness of man. Claim it as your own and you will suddenly transform your world from the barren deserts of Egypt to the promised land of Canaan. Now, everyone will agree that the statement that all things were made by God, now you could insert the word God for source, infinite intelligence, really what's comfortable for you. So know that as I read on, you can substitute that in of really what resonates with you. So it says, and without him, there is nothing made that is made, but what man does not agree upon is the identity of God. All the churches and the priesthoods of the world disagree as to the identity and the true nature of God. The Bible proves beyond the shadow of a doubt that Moses and the prophets were in 100% accord as to the identity and the nature of God. And Jesus's life and teachings are in agreement with the findings of the prophets of old. Well, Moses discovered God to be man's awareness of being when he declared these little understood words, I am hath sent me unto you. Now I learned a little bit about Moses's name and that state of awareness and being actually means to be drawn up out of the water, drawn up out of the, the river. And if you know the story of Moses, um, he was a little baby floating down the river and he was drawn up out of the water um, by the Pharaoh's daughter. Well, David saying in his Psalms, be still and know that I am God. Isaiah declared, I am the Lord and there is none else. There is no God beside me. I girded thee, thou through thou hast not known me. I form the light and create darkness. I make peace and I create evil. I, the Lord, do all these things. Now, Neville's going to go on to explain those scriptures right there in those declarations. The awareness of being as God is stated hundreds of times in the New Testament. So the Bible is divided into the Old Testament and the New Testament. To name but a few, this is what is said. I am the shepherd. I am the door. I am the resurrection and the life. I am the way. I am the alpha and omega. I am the beginning and the end. And again, whom do you say that I am? It's not stated, I, Jesus, is the door, and I, Jesus, am the way, nor is it said, whom do you say that I, Jesus, am? It is clearly stated, I am the way. Now, a statement, I want to pause just from the, the text here, is that when you and I make the statement of, I am, and then you fill in the blank, that's a very powerful frequency, a very powerful phrase. And so Neville is bringing this up is that Jesus didn't say that he was actually the door or the way. He just said, I am the door. I am the way. Um, so there's just a distinct difference, but man, is it powerful. So through awareness of being is the door through which the manifestation of life 
pass into the world of form, our 3D form. Consciousness is the resurrecting power, resurrecting that which man is conscious of being. So what are you conscious of being today? What's your awareness of who you are? Man is ever out picturing that which he is conscious of being. This is the truth that makes man free. For man is always self-imprisoned or self-freed. It's up to us. If you, the reader, will give up all your former beliefs in a God apart from yourself and claim God or source as your awareness of being, as Jesus and the prophets did, you will transform your world with the realization that, quote unquote, I and the Father are one. He's going to go on and explain the statement a little bit. Now says that this statement, I and my father are one, but my father is greater than I, end of quote, seems kind of confusing. And I remember reading that for the first time when I was reading the Bible, I was just scratching my head going, what is he saying here? But if interpreted in the light of what we have just said, Neville said, concerning the identity of God, you will find it very revealing. Consciousness, being God, is as Father. The thing that you are conscious of being is the Son, quote unquote, bearing witness of his Father. Now hang in there with me. It is like the conceiver and its conceptions. The conceiver is ever greater than his conceptions, yet ever remains one with his conception. For instance, before you and I are conscious of being mankind, human being, you are first conscious of being. Then you become conscious of being man, yet you remain as a conceiver greater than your conception of man. So in a nutshell, Neville is saying that basically if you are conceiving that you create the conceptions in your life, which is really the sun, the fruit. So the fruit of your thoughts is the sun and your thoughts are actually your amazing awareness and your imagination is what Neville's bringing up here. It's quite actually extraordinary. So who do you say you are? Jesus discovered this truth and declared himself to be one with God. Not a God that, that man had fashioned, for he never recognized such a God. He said, if any man should ever come saying, look here or look there, believe them not, for the kingdom of God is within you. The kingdom of God is your state of awareness, your state of beingness, your own wonderful, amazing imagination. Heaven is within you. So your own heaven is within you and your own hell is within you. Therefore, when it is recorded that he went unto his father, he being Jesus, Jesus went unto his father, it is telling you that he rose in consciousness to put the point where he was just conscious of being. Like, who is he saying he is at this moment in time? Thus, Jesus, in that moment, transcending the limitations of his present conception of himself, called Jesus. So, in awareness of being, all 
things are possible. Let me read that again. In, a, in the awareness of being, capital B, all things are possible, he said. You shall decree a thing and it shall come to pass. This is his decree. So rising in consciousness to the naturalness of being the thing desired. All right, ladies and gentlemen, amazing souls, what is it that you desire? That's really where you're going to raise your consciousness. And as I go through this reading, Neville is going to explain more and more how to do this. As he expressed it, and I, if I be lifted up, I shall draw all men unto me. If I be lifted up in consciousness to the naturalness of the thing desired, what do you desire? What would you love? I will draw the manifestation of that desire unto me. For he states, no man comes unto me, save the father within me draws him, and I and my father are one. Therefore, consciousness is the father that is drawing the manifestation of the life unto you. So that is pretty deep, isn't it? Especially if you've never heard this before. You're like, oh my gosh, what is Neville talking about? And all these eyes and consciousness and father and unto thee. And you know what? That's really what ancient wisdom is. It's it, it really, we get to slow down and take this in and really contemplate it, you know, like chew on it. And if it's, if it's not landing yet, I'll tell you, you know, I studied the Bible for over three decades and then coming into a new perspective of it from different people. We get to chew on it a little bit more when we don't understand it. So let's go for a short break. And when you come back, I'm going to keep continuing to talk about really the state of awareness and how we are drawing up, just like the name of Moses, we're drawing up out of the water and we're raising our consciousness. We're raising who we believe and think we are. We're stating that decree. So while we're on break, I'm going to invite you, I'm going to call you to action on this. If you could be, do, and have your full expression in life, what would it be? Take off the limitations, all of them. And if you were to raise your consciousness, what would that feel like? So let's go to a short break and I'll come back and I'm going to teach you more and more how to raise your consciousness. Okay, we'll be back right after the short break. Are you living life in full expression? Join me, Beth Wolf, on Life in Full Expression each Monday at noon Pacific time on TransformationTalkRadio.com to learn how to explore, elevate, expand, and live your best life. Discover the seven dimensions of life blueprint of expression. Get ready to fully express, develop your limitless capacity, and experience amazement to become an igniter and inspire. Visit BethWolf.com to discover the dynamic coaching of life. Do you ever wonder why you can't forget past mistakes and negative events? 
tune in to a tune for wholeness with me, Lisa Penny, on the first and third Wednesday of the month at 1.30 Pacific Standard Time to explore the landscape of emotional triggers and all their reactions. We'll consider how to have our emotional needs met through powerful encounters with God and we'll finally become resilient. Are you wanting more for your life? Are you ready to create your life with confidence and contribution? We all have a gift to give to the world. Becoming you is that gift. In order to truly live your life, you have to become you on purpose and with intention. Leah Rowling supports you in becoming you using the B Method, consistently producing results for hundreds of entrepreneurs and business owners. For more information, visit leahrowling.com. Have you ever had a painful family memory you are not sure how to heal? Tune in to Family Healing with Rose each month on TransformationTalkRadio.com. We are told we can't choose our family, but what if that family is not the one we would have wished for? Once a month, Dr. Pat and Rose engage in a discussion surrounding healing and family, showing you how to take true ownership and responsibility over your own energy. For more information, visit FamilyHealingWithRose.com. Cafe of Delight conversations that enlighten and inspire with me your host gail west tune into transformation talkradio.com every second and fourth thursday at 10 a.m pacific we are at the precipice of one of the most exciting evolutions in human history on cafe of delights you will hear from those that are actively working at the edges of local regional and global transformation for more information on hope for a new reality visit gail west at successwithsoul.com Welcome back, you guys, to Life in Full Expression. I'm your host, Beth Wolf, and today we're talking about who do you say you are, and I'm doing some readings from a book written by Neville Goddard that is called At Your Command. And so we're in the process of really looking at the decreeing and your level of consciousness and your awareness. So here we go into more of the text. You are at this very moment drawing into your world that which you are now conscious of being. Yeah. So what you think you are, you're drawing to you. What you feel you are, you're drawing to you. And let me say that it's repetitive feelings. It's repetitive thinking. It's not just one thought and one feeling and all of a sudden, boom, it's there. It's a repetition. So now you can see what it what really is meant by you must be born again. Have you ever heard of that? People that have studied the Bible or been in religion, you might have heard that phrase that you must be born again. So let me share with you a little bit about Neville's perspective on this. If you are dissatisfied with your present expression in life, the only way to change it is to take your attention away from that, which seems to be real to you and rise in consciousness to that which you desire to be. You cannot serve two masters. Therefore, to take your attention from one state of consciousness and place it upon another is actually to die to one and live to another. So the question, 
who do you say that I am, is not addressed to a man called Peter by one called Jesus. Now, this is a question that was asked in one of the, um, the Gospels in the New Testament. And this is the eternal question addressed to oneself, to you and to me, by one's true being. In other words, whom do you say that you are? For your conviction of yourself, your opinion of yourself, will determine your expression in life. He states, you believe in God, believe also in me. In other words, it is the me within you that is this God. So let's talk a little bit about praying. Neville says that praying then is seen to be recognizing yourself to be that which you now desire, rather than its accepting form of petitioning a God that does not exist for which you now desire. So can't you see why the millions of prayers might be unanswered? So men pray to a God that does not exist. For instance, to be conscious of being poor and to pray to a God for riches is to be rewarded with that which you are conscious of being, which at the time is poverty. Prayers to be successful must be claiming, claim it rather than begging. So if you would pray for riches, turn from your picture of poverty, all the feelings of poverty, your thoughts of poverty by denying the very evidence of your senses and assume the nature of being wealthy. So how do you do that? Well, we're going to, we're, Neville's going to share a little bit about that. We're told when you pray, go within secret and shut the door. We're not talking about a room. Neville's not talking about that and neither is the ancient text. And that which your father sees in secret, with that will be rewarded you openly. So Neville has identified the father to be the awareness of being. So shutting the door, quote unquote, is shutting out that which I desire to be. The very moment my claim is to establish to the point of conviction, that moment I began to draw unto myself the evidence of that claim. So in essence, you're shutting out the existing circumstances, conditions, and situation, and you are literally closing your eyes and being inside yourself, your own wonderful imagination, and you are imagining, feeling, and seeing it. That's a decree, that's a claim. Now the evidence isn't gonna show up right away. This is where it takes, in this 3D form, time-space repetition. So Neville goes on to say, do not question how of these things appearing. It's basically, up until now, of what I'm aware of, a waste of time. Do you go, well, how does that happen? This is the expression of life. For no man knows that way, so far. That is, no manifestations knows how the things desired will appear. Consciousness is the way or door through which things appear. We were, we were taught so much about that it has to manifest externally. And this is really talking about 
If you want to manifest things, transformation in your life, it begins inside you, in your own wonderful, true consciousness. So Neville goes on to say that he said, Jesus, I am the way, not I, you know, Jesus, or I, John Smith, or I, Beth Wolf, am the way. I'm not claiming that I am the way. In other words, it's breaking down to that statement that I am capital I, capital A-M. The awareness of being is the way through which the thing shall come. So whatever you are desiring to bring into your life, you say that, I am this, I am that, whatever that is that you're feeling. Like one of mine is, you know, I am a highly successful, deep diving, phenomenal life, health and business coach that really helps transform people's lives. I am thatness i am thatness so the signs always follow they never proceed things have no reality other than in consciousness therefore get the consciousness first and then the thing is compelled to appear you are told seek ye first the kingdom of heaven and all things shall be added unto you that might be very common and, and a popular phrase that you have heard from the ancient texts. Get, get first the consciousness of the things that you are seek, seeking and leave the things alone. This is what it, it means by, ye shall decree a thing and it shall come to pass, quote unquote. Now, obviously there's action and opportunities that will come that you're gonna step into this. What is really being said here is at your command, you must first raise your consciousness from that with that desire first. All right, apply this principle and you will know what it is to prove me and see. The story of Mary is the story of every man. Interesting, uh, this blew me away when I read this for the first time. Mary was not a woman giving birth in some miraculous way to one called Jesus. Now remember, I talked about Hebrew being a verb language, being a language now, a state of beingness, a state of awareness. So imagine that Mary is a state of being, a state of awareness, not necessarily a person. She's in, represents, um, um, well, awareness and being. That's the greatest words I can think of right now. Mary is the awareness of being that ever remains virgin no matter how many desires it gives birth to right now look upon yourself as the virgin mary being impregnated impregnated you're you know it's coming inside of you by yourself through the medium of desire becoming one with your desire to the point of embodying or giving birth to your desire you can see it's all a metaphor it's so super cool for instance it is said of mary whom you now know to be yourself, that she, no, not a man, she didn't know any man, yet she conceived. That's why they call it a virgin birth. That is, you, and we'll just use the name John Smith, had no reason to believe that that which you now desire is possible. But having discovered your awareness of being to be God, you make this awareness your husband and conceive a man child 
which is manifestation of the Lord. And the Lord is your wonderful imagination. That idea that downloaded to you. For thy maker is thine husband. This is so fun. The Lord of hosts is his name. The Lord God of the whole earth shall be called your ideal or ambition is this conception. The first command to her, which is now to you and me, is go tell no man. Interesting. So you've received this idea. You've had this virgin download. You're embodying it. And in this ancient text, um, it's, it's being told to you, don't tell anybody about it. Neville goes on to say, that is, do not discuss your ambitions or desires with another, for the other will only echo your present fears. Secrecy is the first law to be observed in realizing your desire. So how many times have you had an idea and you're so excited about it and you go tell someone and the very first question they ask you, well, how are you going to do that? You don't have this and you don't have that and you're not this and you're not that. Though that's why it is being shared with us in this ancient text. Go tell no one. Go tell no one. The second part of this story is we are told in the story of Mary is to magnify the Lord. We have identified the Lord as your awareness of being. Therefore, to magnify the Lord is to revalue or expand one's present conception of self to the point where this revaluation becomes natural. When this naturalness is attained, you give birth by becoming that which you are one within consciousness. So magnifying the Lord is really giving your attention and your energy into that idea that you are embodying and it isn't that you tell absolutely no one ever but if you have a new idea that is downloaded to you when you do come to share it i highly advise and i give this to my clients is you only share it with people that believe in you way more and the power that's breathing you way more than your circumstances and conditions and situation that are current at this time. Your current level of awareness and consciousness. They're like, yep, I see it with you. All right, so let's go on and talk a little bit about the story of creation, all right? The story of creation is given to us in a digest form in one of the gospels in the New Testament, the book of John. And so in one chapter, it starts out with, in the beginning was the word. Have you ever heard that? very popular. Now, this very second, in the beginning spoken of, it is the beginning of an urge, a desire. The word, quote unquote, is the desire swimming around in your consciousness seeking embodiment. The urge of itself has no reality, for I am, or the awareness of being, is the only reality. Things live only as long as I am aware of being them. Okay, so to realize your desire, one's desire, 
The second line of this is the first verse of John must be applied. That is, and the word was with God. The awareness becomes aware of being the thing desired. Pretty cool, huh? The awareness becomes aware of being the thing desired, thereby nailing itself upon the form or conception and giving life unto its conception or resurrecting that which was heretofore maybe dead or an unfulfilled desire. Do you have unfulfilled desire? I don't know a human being that doesn't. So here's something super cool Neville brings up. Two shall agree as touching anything and it shall be established on earth. Another scripture. Well, I was taught that where two or more agree in the name of Jesus, there it is. It's like two people coming together, they agree, so it adds synergy and, you know, we're all in agreement, you know, la 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 la. Well, Neville has expressed this a little bit differently. He says that this agreement is never made between two persons. I'm scratching my head here. Okay, Neville, what is it? It's between the awareness and the thing desired. You are now conscious of being, so you are actually saying to yourself without using words, quote unquote, I am. Now, if it is a state of health, that you are desirous of attaining before you have any evidence of health in your world you begin to feel i mean feel yourself to be healthy and the very second the feeling quote unquote i am healthy is attained the two have agreed that's what's neville's presenting here that is i am and health have agreed to be one and this agreement ever results in the birth of a child, which is the thing agreed upon. In this case that Neville's presenting here, it's health. And because I made the agreement, I expressed the thing agreed. So you can see why Moses stated, quote unquote, I am hath sent me. For what being other than I am, could send you into expression. None. For I am the way. You're the way. I'm the way of my life. You're the way of your life. It is ever what we're declaring we are. Besides me, there is no other. If you take the wings of the morning and fly unto the uttermost parts of the world, or if you make your bed in hell, you will still be aware of being. You are ever sent into expression by your awareness and your expression is ever that which you are aware of being. Again, Moses stated, I am that I am. No, here is something to always bear in mind. You cannot put new wine in old bottles. This is another parable in the Bible of ancient wisdom or pat or put new patches on old garments. That is, you cannot take with you into the new consciousness any part of the old man, any part of the old idea, any part of the old awareness. All of your present beliefs, fears, and limitations are weights that bind you to your present level of consciousness. 
If you would transcend this level, you must leave behind all that is now your present self or conception of yourself. To do this, you take your attention. This is what, this is part of the how right here. This is how you do it. To do this, you take your attention away from all that is now your problem or limitation and dwell upon just being. That is, you say silently, but feeling to yourself, I am, and you fill in the blank after this, okay? I am this. Do not condition this awareness as yet. Just declare yourself to be and continue to do so until you are lost in the feeling of just being faceless and formless. When this expansion of consciousness is attained, then within this formless deep of yourself, give form to the new conception by feeling yourself to be that which you desire to be. This is really, he's giving an example of where you're shutting out, you know, you're going to pray with the Father, your own wonderful imagination, your own beingness, and you're shutting out your current circumstances, conditions, and situations. And you are really, this is your virgin idea, and you are embodying it by shutting out what's going on in the world right now. And you spend time with it. So Neville goes on to say, you will find within this deep of yourself all things to be divinely possible. Everything in the world which you can conceive a being is to you. Within this present formless awareness in most natural attainment. The invitation given us in the scriptures is, quote unquote, to be absent from the body and be present with the Lord. The body being your former conception of yourself and the Lord, your awareness of being. This is what it is meant when Jesus said to Nicodemus, ye must be born again. For except ye be born again, ye cannot enter the kingdom of heaven. You're not going to enter your kingdom of heaven, your desire, your urge, your idea, if you stay stuck in your present body of circumstances, conditions, and situations and your beliefs. Neville goes on to say that except you leave behind your present conception of yourself and assume the nature of the new birth, you will continue to outpicture your present limitations. Let me say that again. You will continue to outpicture your present limitations. This is what is possible. It's so super cool. So we get to take another short break. And when we come back, I'm going to finish up a little bit more on this. And the only way to change your expressions of life is to change your consciousness. So again, we're going to take a short break. I want you to continue to think about what's that virgin idea that's been downloading to you that maybe up until now has been unfulfilled, or maybe you gave up on it, but the idea still keeps coming in. Bring that idea up. Let's, let's see what we can do with resurrecting this. All right, let's take a short break and I'll be right back with how to change your consciousness.
Are you living life in full expression? Join me, Beth Wolf, on Life in Full Expression each Monday at noon Pacific time on TransformationTalkRadio.com. To learn how to explore, elevate, expand, and live your best life, discover the seven dimensions of life blueprint of expression. Get ready to fully express, develop your limitless capacity, and experience amazement to become an igniter and inspire. Visit BethWolf.com to discover the dynamic coaching of life. Do you ever wonder why you can't forget past mistakes and negative events? Tune in to Attune for Wholeness with me, Lisa Penny, on the first and third Wednesday of the month at 1.30 Pacific Standard Time to explore the landscape of emotional triggers and all their reactions. We'll consider how to have our emotional needs met through powerful encounters with God and we'll finally become resilient. Are you wanting more for your life? Are you ready to create your life with confidence and contribution? We all have a gift to give to the world. Becoming you is that gift. In order to truly live your life, you have to become you on purpose and with intention. Leah Rowling supports you in becoming you using the B Method, consistently producing results for hundreds of entrepreneurs and business owners. For more information, visit leahrowling.com. Have you ever had a painful family memory you are not sure how to heal? Tune in to Family Healing with Rose each month on TransformationTalkRadio.com. We are told we can't choose our family, but what if that family is not the one we would have wished for? Once a month, Dr. Pat and Rose engage in a discussion surrounding healing and family, showing you how to take true ownership and responsibility over your own energy. For more information, visit FamilyHealingWithRose.com. Cafe of Delight. Conversations that enlighten and inspire with me, your host, Gail West. Tune into TransformationTalkRadio.com every second and fourth Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific. We are at the precipice of one of the most exciting evolutions in human history. On Cafe of Delights, you will hear from those that are actively working at the edges of local, regional, and global transformation. For more information on hope for a new reality, visit Gail West at SuccessWithSoul.com. Cafe of Delight, conversations that enlighten and inspire of local, regional, and global transformation. For more information on hope for a new reality, visit Gail West at successwithsoul.com. Welcome back, you guys, to this final segment of Life and Full Expression of Who Do You Say You Are? We're talking about um, a book uh, that was written by Neville Goddard, and it's called At Your Command. And this final segment, I want to talk about the only way to change your expression of life is to change your consciousness. So Neville goes on to say that for consciousness is the reality that eternally solidifies itself in the things round about you. Man's world in its every detail is his consciousness out picture. You can no more change your environment or world by destroying things than you can your reflection by destroying the mirror. 
That's why if you move to a new place, your problems just follow you because, you know, your your state of consciousness and beingness is you. And if you're in a level of greatness, that's going to follow you, too. So your environment and all within it reflects that which you are in consciousness. As long as you continue to be that in consciousness, so long will you continue to outpicture it in your world. So knowing this, begin to revalue yourself. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> Man has placed too little value upon himself. And, you know, I'm using male pronouns, but, you know, this was written back in the uh, early 1900s. So <clears throat> that was the norm then. Um, but know that it represents all men, women, mankind, non-gender, all of that man has placed too little value upon himself so we've re we've done that ourselves in the book of numbers this is a, a book in the old testament you will read quote unquote in that day there were giants in the land and we were in our own sight as grasshoppers this is a story in the old testament and we were in their sight as grasshoppers all right so what's the metaphoric meaning here this does not mean a time in the dim past when man had the stature of giants. Again, it's not literal. Today is the day, the eternal now, when conditions round about you have attained the appearance of giants. So are your circumstances, conditions, and situations appearing to you as way overwhelming, too big, they're giants, such as maybe unemployment, um, any con certain conditions and problems that you have um, that seem to really, you know, bring a lot of fear and doubt and threaten you. Those are the giant that make you feel yourself to be a little grasshopper. But you are told you were first in your own sight a grasshopper. And because of this, you were to the giants a grasshopper. In other words, here it comes. Neville brings it in. You can only be to others what you are first to yourself. Therefore, to revalue yourself and begin to feel yourself to be the giant, a center of power, is to dwarf these former giants and make them grasshoppers. All these potents of the earth are as nothing, and he doeth according to his will in the armies of heaven, your own mind, and among all the inhabitants of the earth, and none can stay his hand, nor say unto him, what doubtest you? All right, little old English there. This being spoken of it is not the Orthodox God sitting in space, but the one and only God, the everlasting Father, your awareness of being. So awake to the power that you are, not as man, but as your true self a faceless, formless awareness, and free yourself from your self-imposed prison. It goes on to say that I am the good shepherd, and I know my sheep, and I am known of them. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. Again, there's a cool meaning behind this. Awareness is the good shepherd. What I am aware of being is the sheep that follow me. So good a shepherd 
is your awareness that it has never lost one sheep that you are aware of being. I am a voice calling in the wilderness of human confusion for such as I am aware of being and never shall there come. A time when that which I am convinced that I am shall fail to find me. Again, the I am is an open door for all that I am to enter. Your awareness of being is Lord and shepherd of your life. So the Lord is my shepherd I shall not want is seen in its true light now to be your consciousness. You can never be in want of proof or lack the evidence of that which you are aware of being. This being true, why not become aware of being great? Yeah, why not? God loving, wealthy, healthy, and all the attributes that you would admire. Why not be that? So it is just as easy to possess the consciousness of these qualities as it is to possess their opposites. For you have not your present consciousness because of your world. On the contrary, your world is what it is because of your present consciousness. Simple, is it not? Too simple in fact for the wisdom of man that tries to complicate everything. Here's a little bit of scripture here. Paul said of this principle, it is to the Greeks or the wisdom of the world, foolishness and to the Jews as those who look for signs, a stumbling block. With the result that man continues to walk in darkness rather than awake to the being that he is. Man has so long worshiped the images of his own making that at first he finds this revelation blasphemous. Since it spells death to all his previous beliefs in a God apart from himself, this revelation will bring the knowledge that I and my father are one, but my father is greater than I. You are one with your present conception of yourself, but you are greater than that which you are at present aware of being. Hear that, you're more than your present awareness of being. Before man can attempt to transform his or her world, he or she must first lay down the foundation. I am the Lord. One of the things that I write daily is I know I am clear and I am the God that creates me. So Neville goes on to say that is man's awareness, his consciousness of being is God until this is firmly established so that no suggestion or argument put forward by others can shake it. He will find himself returning to the slavery of his or her former beliefs. If ye believe not that I am he, ye shall die in your sins. Now I wanna bring up real quickly that sins means that you're missing your mark. It's not according to, you know, a church's rules and regulations. It's like your naturalness, your mark. That is, you shall continue to be confused and thwarted until you find the cause of your confusion. When you have lifted up the Son of Man, then shall you know that I am he that is that I, John Smith, do nothing of himself but by my Father, or that state of consciousness which I am now one with does the works. So I'm going to leave you with this, that 
When this is realized, every urge and desire that springs within you shall find expression in your world. So behold, I stand at the door and knock, and in any, if any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come in and sup with him and he with me. The I knocking at the door is the urge. The door is your consciousness, period. To open the door is to become one with that which is knocking by feeling oneself to be everything desired. To feel one's desire as impossible is to shut the door or deny this urge expression, period, to rise in consciousness. To the naturalness of the thing felt is to swing wide the door and invite this one into your embodiment. So thank you for joining me here on Life in Full Expression. I'm your host, Beth Wolf, and who do you say you are? Because your decrees are really your life at command. I'll see you next Monday at 12 p.m. Uh, Pacific T Standard Time. Until then, command your life. Take care. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to Life in Full Expression with me, Beth Wolf. Tune in each Monday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Be your most elevated self and pursue a path of fulfillment, clarity, expansion, fun, and live in your best life. If you would like to discover the seven dimensions of your life blueprint of expression, to fully express yourself, reveal your heart's clarity for dynamic direction, and activate your unique capability, visit BethWolf.com. That's Beth, W-O-L-F-E.com. Views expressed on this program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not necessarily reflect the views of the station, its management, or advertisers. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio.